All right, guys. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Woo! I know. Yeah, this Always is a party. Always happy to be here. Right? Yeah, this is a party today. With me today, we have Jake. Hello, everybody. And Jordan. Well, hello. And I'm Danielle. Welcome to Light Not Might, the companion podcast to open up yoga teacher training. Uh, today, we're so pleased to be able to speak with you a little bit about getting started. Uh, friends, we just finished session number 55 last Sunday, yeah? Shout out to the Magnificent Seven. No, congratulations. Yeah, they did great. Mm -hmm. um, they each taught an hour class to their whole group of seven people on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, week seven, they taught a whole hour to the whole group, and they did so well. I was like, okay, come back and teach a different format next week. So everyone taught. You guys got to teach... I'm sorry, you guys got to take the class that they taught at the end for graduation, the jam class. Uh, what'd you think? So cool. So yeah, the idea of the jam class is that all of the students come together and teach one hour where they're taking turns uh, guiding different sections. So it was super cool um, going in there and getting to see everybody's you know, energy that they've been putting into it, how much they've learned, how much they've grown as teachers. So I had an absolute blast. And it's a very unique format to have seven different teachers over the course of an hour. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan, what did you think? One thing that I just, it took my breath away is that we have, Jake and I have been coming in with Danielle and seeing the progress within, you know, a bite size of the weekend. We're just staying for a little bit, giving us some insight and then coming back the weekend after and be like, this isn't the same teacher that I saw last week. And then we come again and it's, you know, and then to finally see them full circle and take this class and have my teacher brain be totally shut off to the point where I'm just like, I cannot believe that these guys are brand new teachers. There was a point where I just stopped and I was like, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe this. It's fun, isn't it? To be taking one of their classes and then just kind of like space out and get into the zone. Yes. Is that what you're bliss. describing? The whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and by, yeah, the teacher brain being off means we're no longer analyzing things, looking for slight errors that they could do better. They have that mastery level to where I'm just their student now. And yeah. they have totally taken control of the classroom and, and we're just along for the ride. And, and we that's, feel safe. We feel safe. We feel supported. They're holding the space. That's a sign of a great teacher. Yes. Well, that's what I'm so grateful about is that we have the system dialed in so that it's just about putting them through the paces throughout the whole eight-week program so that it's an automatic thing. You know, they've rehearsed and they can teach because they know our formula about cueing the posture then saying the verb your body part format. So yeah, you know, you can really take the class with a lot of trust because you know what they want you and you trust their pace. So guys... It's kind of like a neat moment for us right now, going into session 56 this weekend. I wanted to have each of you speak to the beginner mindset. Like, what are they thinking right now? Like, we know what they're in for. We know what they're going to turn in at the end. And it's kind of like they must have so much on their minds. Um, Jordan, let's start with you. What do you think would be helpful for them to understand about just the daily routines and how to prepare off the top of your head? Ah. So when I think of any kind of transition, whether or not you're going into yoga teacher training or you are going into something into your life, just being grounded with your idea of what you want out of it 
So tell yourself, I, I, when I'm finished with this teacher training program, I am going to be a yoga teacher. As simple as that to, to begin. And then from there, diving in and saying, like, what makes my favorite yoga teacher my favorite? And then starting to move forward and just living in your truth of, I know that I'm going to do my best to achieve the goals that I have put forward, or even I'm going to do my best to just find the one thing that I feel comfort in being grounded in the statement of, I want to be a yoga teacher. I I like that. You know, we never use the word if in this program. (laughs) We, right, Jake? Yeah, absolutely. We, We never, ever start any sentence like, okay, so guys, if you end up teaching in studios, here's what you're going to want to know. We just we just teach as though they're going to because we believe they can. We presume that they will. Exactly. And the other day at week eight, one of our participants, you know, I was talking business of yoga. And he goes, can I just say something? Like what? He goes, I love that you just assume we're going to be teaching. I'm like, well, you are. <laughs> you will. He's like, that's kind of cool. Like he goes, I, I've kind of appreciated that this whole time. Like. He goes, I started this kind of wondering if I would or wouldn't. He goes, but you just think I'm gonna, so you teach us this way. Yes. Does that resonate, Jake? A hundred percent, especially because what we've heard from some other people who have taken other programs and maybe not had a great experience is that their program wasn't focused on them being a teacher out the out the gates. Some people go into teacher training to deepen their own practice. That's gonna be an inevitable side effect. I like of that. our it's program. Side, side effects may include being <laughs> awesome deepening your at practice. Yoga. Yeah. <laughs> deepening your practice physically and mentally and spiritually. But but really what sets apart our program is the focus on being show ready day one after graduation. And people are from our last group are already getting jobs. Yeah. People are already so getting their time slots yep. and starting to walk the path and, and do their thing, which is so cool. Yeah, if I can throw out my advice to somebody yeah. starting off. I would say is to trust yourself and be present. That's all you have to do is make sure you're present in the moment of teacher training. Any other like grasping or like internal feeling of like, I need to try harder and and harder and harder. That's kind of an ego thing that we come to from school, I think, where it's like, well, if I, you know, study harder and, and just squint my eyebrows harder, uh, I don't think yoga is like that. I think it's about showing up, being yeah. present, and just trusting like your higher self to show up and and be yeah, there. Yeah, I am with that because I know while I'm sitting there talking and I'm lecturing, I know that probably about 15% of their bandwidth is occupied with, oh, I don't know if I can do this or is that really me? Mm-hmm. Self-talk. Yeah, so I like that you acknowledge that, that there's going to be the self-talk but maybe to just set it aside. I know it's hard, but like, I guess it's just like when people take a class, they're certain that everyone's checking them out. Yes. <laughs> and and I'm certain that a lot of the time while we're in circle and teacher training, folks in the back of their mind are like, maybe this is me, maybe that's not me. But I love the flipping of the switch like around week five, six. They start to really be like, you know what? Yes, I can. Like I told you. <laughs> what are it's, your thoughts? It's almost like. We need permission to be selfish and dive deeper into ourselves when really we don't need any permission. We have all the tools, but just having the space that in teacher training, allowing yourself, you know, like at the beginning, I just having that mantra of I'm going to be a yoga teacher. Yeah. Having yourself digest that or even to brew on it and just being like, okay, 
my ego tells me that right now this is tricky, this is difficult, and I want to quit, but I want to be a yoga teacher. Coming back to what you know and what you feel is right can help you be grounded in such a yoga teacher training is this lovely, I like it's almost like a cave. You go mm. in alone. And there are people that you meet along the way there. But at the end of this, and there is whenever the end may be, who knows? That's the fun part is that you can go and dig deeper and deeper until you find what you need, whether it's these like beautiful caves lined with crystals, your, you know, your samadhi of like, yes, I feel so connected with my class right now. And then you're like, I'm not alone in this cave. Look at all the people that came here to be a part of something bigger than themselves in a way, you know? Totally, so. 100%. <laughs> and yeah, so when we, it reminds me also of um, a tip I heard about social anxiety. Social anxiety is in, internal, inward focus, where you're like um, overanalyzing yourself and your little actions. The more you pour your consciousness outward into like what you're presently doing, you're not focusing on yourself anymore and you're just one with the experience you're having. And I think we all have experienced that like in yoga, when we're taking a class as a student, going into teacher training, what I made the conscious decision to do, and it really helped me, was be like, I'm not going to like worry about if I'm doing everything perfect. I'm not going to worry about like, is this me? Can I really do this? Like, that's wasted energy. I'm just going to like be a sponge to absorb what's happening right now in the moment. And I, that's what I was trying to do is like absorb every word you were saying, absorb the insights from the other students, absor absorb what I was learning when we would like practice, when I would practice my asanas or when I would practice, you know, verbally teaching. So just like ultimately it's like trusting yourself. And I love that Jordan has been highlighting like pick your mantra, pick your focus that you can always come back to. It's your rock. You know what I mean? And then just trust. Just grounding and trust. And sometimes you just got to leap when you feel so ungrounded. Just leap into the journey because you have, often you'll have a great sense of a team with you inside of this teacher training. And guess what? They're doing the same thing you are. And they're just as scared. Yeah. And, and it's okay to be scared for yeah. sure. No helmet, no net, just jump. Yeah. I love that. Just about, jump. I love that about what we do. There's, there's so much fun to be had helping the new people understand it's okay to be scared. Mm -hmm. what, what, is, what is it we can help you understand, do you guys think? What could we say? What could we like convey here to help people understand? If you're scared, you're on the right track because that means you care. Yes. I always say that. What, 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 what does this mean for you? It means you care and it also means that you're wildest dreams are on the other side of fear. So you have to lean into that fear instead of fear. Isn't saying you shouldn't go this route. It's saying jewels and riches await you at the this end of this. Important. Route. This is important. And you know, I also just know that yoga teacher training is a non-judgmental zone. Everybody there has your back. We're one team. Yes. We want you to succeed. It's not a competition. Very true in every way. What do you want people to know about that memo, Jordan? That, so everyone is already vulnerable enough to show up into the unknown. So mm -hmm. why would you like, and these people are coming with love. And when love, when you combat it with more love, it can only create more love. So right. like, in this way, no one's going to show up and, and send out hate. And if they do, maybe they're having a bad day. And we say, hey, friend, I we still love you anyway. We can hold space for that. Yeah. Yeah. We hold space for them. And, and then this yeah. evolves to such yeah. a greater, oh it's no longer fear. It is, we are safe together yes. inside of what we create, what we want. Right. 
yeah, compassion towards suffering is what we cultivate in this process. That's what I love about teacher training because it gives you tools and skills for life, you know, because there's a lot of suffering out there. And the one thing I love most about being a yoga teacher, trainer, director of a program is to help people flip their trip in that way where they like realize that maybe when you experience contrast in the world, you can apply those same principles. Like whenever I'm driving, I drive pretty slow because I'm not in a rush. That's just my lifestyle. So when someone honks at me, instead of getting angry, like, oh, wow, they're being mean to me. I'm like, thank you for the reminder that my life isn't as hard as yours is. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not just about teaching yoga, but about understanding life and like looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah. So this whole thing about being afraid, do it scared. Yeah. And, and challenge yourself to leap empty handed into the void and see what you bring back and know that everybody in the journey with you is in this together too. No one's got a lock on this. We're all trying not to suffer. What, what else comes to mind, Jake, when you think about what are they in for? How can we really help them understand that you're, you've come to the right place? And you're going to meet the right people at the right time doing the right things right now. Mm-hmm. It brings to mind a quote. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast before, but the spiritual path is leaping into the abyss and discovering it's a feather bed. Oh, so just, <laughs> oh I'm a high five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so that, like that is on that memo of trust. It's just like for me. So what I remember the first time I spoke in the yoga teacher training class and, and I'm guiding them, you know, everybody in the group, of course, my heart's beating out of my chest and I'm scared and, and I'm like gulping and trying to find my words, but I never have felt that scared to teach again. It's gotten oh, less and less and less. That's the deal. You have we, to feel it and you're processing it and it. then it moves through. And then, so, oh yeah, like. I heard this great advice of dealing with fear, which is just like, let it pass through you. Yeah. Just don't fight it. No, just- welcome it. Be like, hi, you're here again because I care about doing a good job. But I like what you just touched on. We work you through the paces throughout the whole program the whole time mm-hmm. so that you build that muscle, that muscle of a little bit of fear, which is just there to make you awesome. Mm-hmm. But you have rehearsed so much the system of cueing a posture, saying the name of the pose, the verbs and the word your, and then a body part that it becomes muscle memory and then you got your sillies worked out in training and you're never that scared teaching in real life. And it's all about reframing, like you were saying as well, is like we do stuff uh, to elicit almost anxiety-like responses in our body all the time. If you ever go to a roller coaster, scary movie, there is joy to experiencing all the spectrum of what our body and emotions can feel. So it's like if you're feeling scared, it's like lean into that and be like, I'm you know, for me personally, I had some years of depression where I never like wasn't leaving the couch. And to me being able to be in a lifestyle where like I feel um, the fluttering of butterflies in my stomach because I go get to like go into a, a room where people are waiting and I'm going to start an experience for That, that was for the them. opposite of being at home on a sofa. It's the exact opposite. So it's like out of your comfort zone is where life is actually lived. Yeah, that's oh. what feeling being alive feels like. Yeah, what, what does that resonate with you, Jordan? Well, when I think about even just being a teacher, just living in like your truth of knowing what feels good and knowing what feels bad and feeling the fear and having the moment where you can check in with yourself and register like those feelings and maybe notice that it could be a sign a lot of the time feeling into the body and having, and when you become a yoga teacher or when you start doing yoga, you create more awareness inside the body and it becomes a tool that we listen to. And Mm -hmm. like that fear 
is actually like, oh, I really care. That's what I would tell yeah. myself. And like when I, would you, coming back to what Jake said, it was I was so scared. And then I said the words and then it got a little easier. And it was so funny. I was just talking with you last week. I said, place your hand on your left head. And I, and everyone <laughs> giggled. And I was like, gosh, in teacher training, I would have just beaten myself up oh. over that phrase. So to, to hold space for yourself to say you can goof up because you are your biggest critic a lot of the time and everyone needs someone on their team. So why not it be you? Oh, you I should like have that. yourself on your you team. You should. That's how I've been saying that in my class because oh. it resonates. I just, people mm-hmm. are like, you're right. Why am I doing that? And we don't know. But as long as we check in and feel it and say, I can change this, it feels better. Dude, that's what I love about both of you. Both of you are on the path and you are doing your work. And I'm not just talking about teaching. I'm talking about living. I'm talking about adjusting and becoming well-adjusted, happy, grateful people in a world that could easily push you off the edge into just reaction mode. Mm -hmm. You guys do your work. I'm curious what you might say about self-care on the path. Jake, what's a routine that you would encourage an early career teacher in training to adopt in their weekly routine between weekend sessions? Totally. Well, for one, you know, practicing yoga in general as a student, I think is self-care 101 for me personally. So if that resonates with you, keep practicing when you're in teacher training, keep practicing when you become a teacher. But beyond that, I find, you know, going for a walk without your phone, super healing. Just getting a All walking meditation. I scared. I'm like, but so many things could happen to me and my phone isn't Andy. Oh my God. Right. What if, what if, what if, what if, oh my God, tell me more. Like, oh, I would say, here's the thing. If, if leaving your phone behind holds you back from going on the walk, then bring your phone. Cause it's better to be on a walk with a phone than not be on a walk. But I like to do a walking meditation where I leave my phone behind. Wow. You're so brave. <laughs> well, I don't know. I go out during the daytime and I am a man. I don't know. I don't know what you mean by brave. I also don't have a lot of people waiting or, uh, I, I rarely get a text of like, there's an emergency happening, please help. I'm not a parent. You know what I mean? So because of that, I feel safe being away from my phone for an hour or whatever it is. To de- like decompress. Just de- decompress. Disconnect. Yeah. That's so, very chill. Because we know that nature is healing. We yes. know that exercise is healing. So yes. walk, uh, walk, you're going to get two birds with one stone. Maybe so that's one thing I recommend. I would also say just being, you know, conscious of your nutrition and, and your hydration and being conscious of getting enough sleep. Yeah. You know, just always making sure you're taking care of yourself the way you would take care of like your own kid. That's a way I look at self-care is like, for some reason, there's this mental disconnect between self and other. Uh, And I've noticed that in my own psyche. And I think we all have that where it's like, oh, like if I had a guest here or my kid, I would feed them really well. But since it's me, I'm just going to eat garbage or whatever. I know. So I love having you guys over today. I'm like, put out a really healthy lunch. (laughs) And, And, you know, like. I, for a long time, because I'm single right now, for a long time I was like, well. I like how he finished his sentence. He's single right now. I'm right single now. right now. Right now. <laughs> um, for a long time I was like, well, you know, I'll wait to start living like the dream life once I have my girl. Because, you know, then it's good motivation. But it's like, you know what? Like, I got to do this for me. Yeah. I just got to live my dream yeah, life for me. Yeah, your dream life is now. Yeah. Exactly. Find so, yourself whole and complete mm, before you reach out to find yeah, and more And then things. you're actually going to attract the right person. But it's not even oh, about that at the end of the day. Just, very true. So, yeah, I would just say, you know, taking care of yourself like you would take care of a, your own child, you know? That's cool. Or even, like, inside. So, self-care inside of teacher training. Yes, This is please. something. Mm-hmm. Talk to yourself as if you were a small child. 
you would never yell. You would no. never say, what is wrong right. with you? No, you Why can't you yeah. do that? And, yeah. and, and we yeah. say that to ourselves, right. which doesn't serve you. So to talk to yourself no, you with You bring kindness. up a really good point because we work a lot on Ayurveda and teacher training. We help you understand that when you're pissed or judgy, that's just your pit to out of balance. And how do you talk to pit to like a rock star when you're sad and depressed and really like clinging on to some sort of loss, mm-hmm. you know, and very much in the dumps, then your cup is out of balance. So you talk to yourself like a personal training client. Mm-hmm. But Vats is the first element goes out of balance. And how do you talk to like to Vata like a child? Not like talking down to it, but speaking how? Smooth, calm, yes. nurturing. Slow, nurturing. Oh, time for Nemo to cough. Okay. And, and you know, even if like, not even just children too, but like, how would you talk to the other people in your yoga teacher right? training? Yeah. You're, you're not going right. to say like, oh, that was the worst thing right. teaching I've ever heard. Like, you know, everybody there has your support. Yeah. And the breaking down the boundaries of self and other. So the word yoga means union. It's breaking down boundaries. We're uniting within us, our body, our mind, and our spirit. But for me, I also think about dividing the lonely self idea as in connecting more with community. And I think yoga teacher training is a prime example of a time to do that because you're going to be with yep. these people yep. for a long time. That That is the best part of it because we come in strangers mm-hmm. and, and leaving is so hard. You should have, I mean, like you can imagine uh, Sunday night when it was time for them to leave, I had to stop the bus and tell them the quote that Megan always reminds me to tell them on the way out, which is, the reason it's so hard to leave is because your hearts are so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Anybody can walk in, take their seat, and begin teacher training because they're in it for just themselves. And that's what I'm really celebrating about that last crew. They were going to bat for each other. They were helping each oh. other just like yours. And Jordan, you made your crew because <laughs> you were an independent <laughs> <was> a crew. <laughs> you were a crew. But I love how you immediately jumped out and found your tribe, and now you're keeping growing it. So this whole thing about self-care during the process, self-talk, being gentle with yourself, treating yourself with the utmost compassion and kindness. What else for like just their weekly routine? Like imagine there they are. They're waking up Monday morning like, oh, my God. It's funny because the first thing that you said is what's the most simple self-care that you could do? And then we brought up Ayurveda with balancing all of your uh, all of your doshas. But the most simple thing that you really can do for yourself is give yourself connection, whether it's touch or you are meditating, just being in touch with yourself. But honestly, if you just took a little bit of lotion or oil or whatever it is, rubbed your feet, rubbed your hands, just to make, just to connect with the body. And let's say you do this once or twice a week, very grounding and it's very healing. Do you use coconut oil, sesame oil? What do you use? What? Coconut oil. Yeah. Or even swishing. Like if your mouth, and Ayurveda, this can get really deep, but if you feel like your mouth is blocked or a lot of like you're just eating bad things and you feel like you're never really breathing in a full breath, a lot of the times cleansing the mouth, you know, swishing with some coconut oil for about yes. 20 minutes till it's soft and you just, right. and if, it's very, it's just very balancing. It's just yeah. to be do you, with yourself. Do you do tongue scraping too yes, for the Yes, I have a copper one I just yeah. got. Oh, you got a copper one. That's yeah. fascinating, isn't it? The copper like removes copper from your body. Energizes. Like, it energizes. Mm-hmm. And if, if pitta is, is something that you're dealing with, silver is really mm-hmm. good for cooling pitta and then vata out of balance. 
gold Ooh. is because it's warming. Isn't that interesting? That one's going to cost you the most. I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, and I'm a vata, so I would love to Treat salt. yourself. Uh, totally. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing about yoga and Ayurveda going hand in hand, I'm just so excited about that because like I know I'm throwing a lot of concepts at the teachers in training in week two for example and they're like well this vocabulary I'm like trust me as we grow together it you, it's going to be something that you adopt and I love it because by the by the end like week eight you know I put out the spread for their buffet for their little party and one of the teachers in training she was graduating she was like I don't think I should take in this kombucha because I don't think that's compatible with what my dosha is doing right now. I'm like, are you feeling anxious? She's like, yeah. And I think all those bubbles, they're just going to make me feel a bit more like off kilter. And I want to be really grounded and enjoy this party with you. And so we got, we made a choice. We made her a cup of tea instead or something. I get that. And so a story relating back to um, having a lot of information on the first week the very first meeting I ever had with you, you were in the middle of a teacher training session. They were about to graduate and I went and saw you and we went and had a cup of coffee. And I remember walking over to Starbucks and you're, and you like asked me right away, you're like, you're really tall. And, and she's like, are you cold a lot of the time? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really cold always. And she's like, you sound like a Vata. And I remember hearing it and thinking it was in English because it's not obviously <laughs> English. But in that moment, I was just like, she has something to give that I have no idea that sounds so intriguing. I'm so willing to absorb it, listen to it, and then bring it to me and, and see where what resonates with me and then living it. Like you really do. Once you get more information, it starts to balance out and you're like, gosh, it makes this sense. This makes sense. Yeah. Like all of this yeah. info that we brought yeah. together. Ayurveda and yoga, Flex. they were supposed to go together. They're sister sciences. Full circle. Full circle. And a lot of sessions are just focused on the yoga without the Ayurveda. But like I tell the story in training that my whole life changed when I learned Ayurveda. I was like, why didn't they tell me this years ago? I would have not been into sugar-free Red Bull. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's so important to pass along knowledge that is helpful and is not in the mainstream. And, you know, this is ancient wisdom. And I think it's really cool to bring it back into people's lives. And just like you said, Jordan, like whatever resonates with people is their tool. And I think of them as like these gems of knowledge, like the best things that I have are not physical possessions. They're what teachings I've learned from other people. And maybe it's Ayurvedic knowledge, maybe it's yogic, maybe it's life advice, you name it, you know, and shout out to Danielle. I did get a lot of great life advice from you over the, Aww. over the months and Aww. years. Well, I was well just thinking about how much I appreciate in you that, um, you like to collect and put in your pocket these things. And you're right. That's money in the bank. Totally. I'm so excited that we get to walk on the path together. You guys, yeah. it's amazing. It is amazing. And I know it friends, this company, this program it's it's only gotten so much more exponentially awesome since I was able to pick up Jordan and Jake on the path. Jake, you celebrated your anniversary on Sunday, so of yep. a, a year. One year graduated from teacher training. Nice. So exciting. Now, there were nine people in your session. Yes. How many people of nine are teachers? They are all teachers. Yeah. yeah. They're all teachers. 100 
One of them hasn't even graduated high school. Shout out to Bella. One of them has like 10 kids. One of them has 10 kids. One of them is doing hiking yoga guiding his own business. One of them's Canadian. I mean, like, everybody (laughs) is rocking it. Everyone's welcome. Jordan, your group? 100% teachers. Yeah, well, my group is 100% teachers. (laughs) Now we're inspiring teachers to become our students to become teachers. That's like the goal that I have found. That is the thing. And so you guys, I'm so grateful that we're doing this podcast because my number one goal with this podcast is to reach out to people who think that they want to be yoga teachers, but they're certain that they're not good enough, etc. So, so Jordan, speak to that. Like, What's the mindset? What are they going through? They live in North America, so they're like Instagram following and checking stuff out online. And I like to kind of live offline. So how can we communicate to them that maybe we're not the loudest voice on the internet, but here's what we have to offer. Yeah. Um, So first things first, something that Danielle even said when I was in teacher training is when you walk in here and you decide that you're here and you're ready to be, Danielle said, treat this like a retreat, like you are somewhere else, like bring yourself to where your happy place is. And, you know, living in that fear, it can, it can only bring you so far. So when you decide to live in the fear, ease into it, like Jake said, just kind of say, hi, you're here. I'm, I'm willing to listen to what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And then when you, you know, get the words out, you start actually finding your center of like, wow, okay, maybe, maybe I'm good at this. Maybe I can do this. That fuel, we just sparked it. And from there, it can only go up. You can only add more fuel to this fire that you just sparked into. Like, Absolutely. And you know, human beings, we are the most adaptable things on the planet in the universe that we know of. Like we can, our brains are so plastic. We can develop new neuropathways. We can completely redefine ourselves over the course of uh, any length of time. You know what I mean? So what I have have felt in my journey the past like year or more of this path, being a yoga teacher, being a yoga student, being a yogi is like, it's like an alchemy within of changing energy into the most positive thing for you. Like you're going to walk in feeling fear and you're going to do magic with everybody else in your group transmuting that fear into your passion and just trust yourself to be able to adapt to where like Jordan and I now, you could wake us up from a dead sleep and we could start teaching a Hoffa class. You know it. (laughs) I'm like, let's begin. (laughs) We are always ready. It's like an emergency room nurse. I always say it. It's like when we go through the paces all throughout the 200 hour training, it becomes something where it's muscle memory. You can't teach incorrectly from doing this program because you learned cue the breaths in the name of the pose and then a verb. You can tell when folks are nervous because they'll start a sentence with a body part. And that invariably is a description, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or they'll use ing, you know, the present participle of a verb. And that sounds passive. And I'm just so grateful that I'm, I'm here to offer skills and abilities instead of platitudes. So many programs are like, find your authentic voice and just be yourself and, you know, just be more awesome. <laughs> That's not helpful. <laughs> That's not like, helpful. How do I do that? Like, well, we coach a- me. Give me something to do here. <laughs> right? Yeah. What, what I found, what I found with our system of our five facets of a brilliant class, our seven 
uh, priorities of alignment and our verb your body part system, what it did for me was it it took out wasted mental energy of stuff uh, that I would, you know, that fumble may over. Be right. Yeah, exactly. It we, may, but why not do it? Like It just gets us our way. direct route to the clearest way of explaining anything. That's it. Economy of language. Exactly. Economy. And what you're left with is a lot of open space where you can be, get creative. So we're, instead of like wasting your time with low level stuff, we nail that down so you perfectly know how to say, get everybody into a pose, and then you have a lot more time. For to, messaging. For messaging, yeah. for flavor. Vibe. For, and, and just, to, you know, it's, it's been getting for me lately where I, I'm not worried about how I'm going to cue the poses anymore. I'm worried about the bigger picture of where the whole class See, is going. you have bandwidth. Exactly. Yeah. And, J- and Jordan, when did you graduate? I graduated uh, last year, July. Right. Uh, so a little, like, getting into your, a year and a half or more. Mm. Yeah. So. It was, like, after we got married, I came back, and I was finishing a crew, and then I got to work with you. Yeah, twenty. that was awesome. So the fun of our program is that we presume that you're going to be a teacher, and we just train you accordingly. Whether or not you think you're good enough or you're going to do it, that's kind of beside the point. You know, you have paid us to teach you to teach yoga, and this whole thing about deep in your practice, like Jake said, it's a side effect. It comes along. So guys, Mm -hmm. have faith, because you can't buy that. You have to earn it. Your Mm -hmm. practice is your practice, and you have to practice. Okay, so sometimes I'm very excited to help people understand you don't have to do all the poses to be a teacher. Very true. Right? I've I've had someone ask me about teacher training. She's like, but I can't crow. <laughs> and I said, but when you teach, you don't have to crow. You're, no. You have to tell your students how to crow. Yes. And, and she you can spot totally like, them and Whoa. say the words while they're working on it. Yeah. And as you're on that path, too. You're sharing and teaching from that place. But yeah, here's one thing I'm noticing. My balance is off when I look at my feet. So everyone, nose up. Yeah. Toes up. Crows up. Yeah. <laughs> and so so maybe there's a concept that I'm really interested in people understanding, and I hope you guys can speak to this. Um, that's what I love about these podcasts. Of course, we didn't talk anything about the podcast before we turned on the microphone. We just ate Brussels sprouts and then turned on the mic. (laughs) That's right. Just a normal day at my house. (laughs) So the fun of our program is we have a secret technique that I feel puts the teacher in you forward, front and center from day one. And this technique, this practice, and this, this rule basically is We don't say the names of other teachers during teacher training. We don't say the names of authors, poets, singers, songwriters, uh, Instagram yogis, apps, books, music, movies. We just, we keep all that out so that whatever the insight is, is about, about you having a grasp on it. So instead of prefacing like, well, my favorite teacher so-and-so says this. We get right to the, no, I like this technique. I'm excited to learn this. What say you, Jordan? So one thing that I, I totally get this now that I've seen other teachers through your program, and I, I worked on, it was the business of yoga. We don't say names in our teacher training. This one activity I did do with your students is we did go through and we did say the names. And then at the end of it, we found the three traits that we enjoyed, like what what makes them the influencer that you like. 
then I we crossed out all their names and I said this is you now the things that you wrote down the things that you want to be influenced by why are you you not the influencer you're the influencer and the content is there why say like so I love this quote. Pema Trojan. No, no, how about you just say the quote? Just yeah. put, the, put it it's out okay there. It's okay with Pema because she got it from someone else too. Yeah. <laughs> or yoga. I love saying this. Yoga is for one size. Doesn't fit all. It's for everyone. It's this telephone game of yep. what yep. what has the been at one time. game of telephone. Or even I was, I was in Costa Rica and I was trying to imagine how I would build a retreat or how I would build a retreat or a workshop and my dad looks around and he goes, we're in the middle of like a buffet area. And he goes, yoga is like a buffet. You're not disgusted by all the other options that you don't love. You only pick the stuff you love. <laughs> and then you leave it and, you, and no one's mad that you didn't take what you didn't want. You find what you love and you stay there and you hold that. See? And that's what yoga is about. You don't have to be disgusted by something that you don't understand because no, in time yeah. maybe you will understand it maybe it, it's, it's just not for, for you, you and in this moment yeah and maybe later maybe yeah. never but that's the journey is that yeah. you can find what, yep. what resonates with you yep 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 jake your session um i really committed to that idea mm-hmm. from the get-go i sent out this crazy long email it was like 15 pages long where i was like you guys i'm trying something new with teacher training we're not going to say the names of any teachers, what did you notice and what, how has that found you? And is this something that you are curious about, about how it gets us closer to the kernel of truth and that you, it's what's resonating in you. And then suddenly that's you running with it as a teacher, instead of just, you know, citing these sources mm. and glorifying well, these people. Makes me think back to what we spoke on earlier, which is the self and other dichotomy that we get stuck in mentally where it's like, well, I'm not good enough. But if I say that this person said it, ah, that makes them believe it. But it's like, guess what? Like, you are just as much of a human as that person is. You're having an experience. Yeah. As I get older, you know, I'm only 27 years old right now, but I'm starting to respect people more and more because if you're like, you know, in your 50s, you're in your 60s and you're you're still doing your thing, I'm like, mad respect to you because it takes all, being a human is hard. <laughs> Living a life is hard. Going through time is hard. And so everybody has wisdom that they've gained just from being a human. So don't think that you're not worthy to say words and you have to back it up with someone else's name. You are worthy as a teacher. That's what it is. It's a comfort thing. It's like you're going to confer your status you know, you know, confer the status upon you from that name. It's like name dropping to make yourself feel a little bit better, but own it. If you, if something resonates with you, own it. And, and then not, we get right mm-hmm. to the point. And so then you own it. And then that's great for you as a person and a teacher, but you're also modeling that to other people that, that they can own it. So that's it. We model as yoga teachers, like what I try to do and what has been healing me as a person is like, I'm modeling what I think to be really good energy. Like, um, like if I me- say a mess up in class, I'm not going to beat myself up in front of everybody. Cause I don't want them to do that to themselves. That lowers the vibration. And you know what? It's making me not as much in my own ego and, and divided from everybody because I'm like, well, I don't want them to beat myself up. So I'm not going to beat myself up. And then we're all, and you're giving them permission to be imperfect as well. And I exactly. love that word modeling. It, mm-hmm. It's all, it's all about like this, uh, flow between you and everybody else. The more you're just, the more we separate ourselves, that's when all the problems start, I think. So it's just like, 
Exactly. Yeah, just like, you know, I want them to not be hard on themselves and I want them to trust their wisdom and not think that they need a guru to in order to achieve enlightenment no. or, or samadhi or or just to have an original thought. It's like the idea that we need a priest or, or somebody between us and like the divine, like Matt, total respect to any religion or tradition out there, but ultimately your own spirituality is within you and nobody else has is your middleman to the divine. I like that word middleman. That's a really generic way to, to talk about it. Honestly, we had a lot of work to do those first couple of weeks of this last session about religion because a couple of folks were from a pretty deep background and you know, I, I was trotting out the yoga poster and I've come to understand that poster really pushes a lot of buttons. People are like, oh my God, is this incompatible with Christianity? Is this incompatible with my faith? And I'm like, it's not a religion. Well, you keep talking about the Hindu culture. I'm like, right, the Hindu culture and things that have given rise to the practice. And and so, yeah, I'm so grateful that you that you touched on that because that's some stuff we got to wade through. And that's important <laughs> because we don't want to step on the spiritual toes or the lack of spirituality. Totally. It, it should, we need this to be accessible for everybody because it's going to honestly change the world. It's going to save the world, you know what I mean? It's when people have the emotional skills to regulate and come regulate. back down. Regulate. Yeah. Mm. So it should be for everybody. And we, it, Open Up definitely taught me how to teach to a very non-denominational non way. Yeah. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. But like ultimately people will leave with a little seed planted of spirituality. Inevitably. Whatever resonated with them. Yeah. And to circle back a little bit, when we were you were talking about how you know you you have a you know, sixty year old or a fifty year old coming into your class, and you're saying like life is hard, but life is hard. But what you, what I see in that sense is that life is a courageous act, and oh, they are just they're Jordan. just having well the courage to show well up put. at fifty, just like we have the courage to show up at twenty five. Like that. Fun fact, friends who yeah. are in their 20s, uh, standing here in my living room at 51, you feel 27. Yeah. You just, you always do. Especially and if you do as much yoga as you do. No, I just, like, I, I'm just dumb old me. I've just had a lot of practice at I'm being, being courageous or even just like holding space for whatever you need. It's just so cool because every lap around the sun you get, you take yourself a little less seriously. So I'm so mm -hmm. grateful to be in the presence of people who, when I was in your phase of life, man, I needed this. I was such a crazy person. I was not good. I was not nice. I was not kind. I mean, I think I meant well. I think I was fun to be around. But at the end of the day, I had no ground. I had no fuse. Yeah. Does that does that resonate? Yeah. Or even um, like for me in middle school and slowly like ending of like the beginning of high school I was bullied to the point where it's like I couldn't understand why I couldn't connect with myself because I've like I was like I know that I'm better than what they're saying about me but in that moment when you don't have that connection with yourself then you only hear what other people say and then you lose yourself in others man obviously and those, opinions. those people were threatened by you weren't they <laughs> weren't they they were threatened they by you, weren't they? There's a leaf blower in town, so I'm just like, getting the microphone. Well, just like the road rage thing, their life is harder than yours, and they have to take it out somehow. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know? And and just the reframing, like, honestly, 
going back to like your brain being plastic and everything, mm-hmm. you can change over time. It's just like being a yoga teacher is signing up for a life change where like mm-hmm. if you really immerse yourself in it, it changes your everyday waking consciousness to where I'm like been reframing everything that I used to see That's in a bad way. I was just like, or even like not even a bad way, but do like I'm driving down the road and I'm just like the trees look different, the mountains look different, <laughs> the sky <laughs> looks different. But it does I, keep you slow Jordan, down. Let me, yeah. let me get one of those. <laughs> do more of those. <laughs> Seriously, but right? you do, and it's weird because it's like, was I not? aware well, before when what we was go going fast, on we don't see but when we go slow or even so a quote that I've been really allowing my students to like sink in is when we go through life without observing the breath we go through our whole life without observing a lot of things whether right. or not right. that's the feelings we feel because a lot of the times when people feel depressed or anxious they just hold it down they're like whatever this is fine it'll pass and not allowing yourself to be open and be in it to just listen that is where that's where you start to feel those you know unbalancing things and to find your tribe or yep. to find yep. someone yep. that you know yep. can help you be more aware and open the space yep. up inside of you to be able to be like oh my god there's more than this there's so much more than the feelings i have here right now right right feelings are there to be felt Mm-hmm. Our our body has so much wisdom. Like the fact that it is the most mechanically complex thing on on the planet. Like we mm-hmm. we don't we can't design an, uh, a machine as good as our bodies can do what they do, right? So then our mind is not a separate thing from our body, right? Like it's all interwoven. And so just knowing that your the intelligence of your body to feel things, just trust that it's like a process, and just. As you're feeling it, you're healing it. Oh, so giving it your so attention. Cool. I was like, that is beautiful, Jake. Say it one more time. You got to feel it to heal it. So true. I love that phrase. And you know, what do we give children? We give them our attention. You know, what should we give ourselves? Just our attention. That's what this is about. Is mind, That's what mindfulness means. It means like, don't put yourself on the back burner. Just sit with yourself, feel it, breathe. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Things move through if we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that memo. I like that memo. That goes for self-care to the new TTs, giving yourself that stillness if if you can, you know? Yeah. And you Uh. always can. You can always take a second for a breath. You can, yeah, you can always tell everybody, hey, friends, we're not grounded. Let's take a deep breath in. (laughs) (laughs) Jordan does that at parties and we love her for it. Everyone, let's chill. I love it. (laughs) And then it it ultimately like, it just raises the vibration because everyone's like, wow, we're we're here together in this moment. And we have permission to speak in That's that it. way too, yeah. you know, just be honest. That's it. And and even acknowledging things like there's a leaf blower right now. <laughs> like that helps us be in the moment. Yes. And sure, the preference kicks in like, oh my God, we're podcasting. There shouldn't be a leaf blower. Should I go out and be like, dude, give me five minutes? No, <laughs> that's a person on their path doing mm-hmm. their life. And I love my home. So thank goodness they're there. So one thing for me is I had a very, very hard time in the past year and a half dealing with control because as a yoga teacher, you have a lot of control, but at the same time, you have to give yourself up to the universe to not have control. Mm-hmm. And so right now we don't have control over the outside right. setting of this. And if we need it perfectly blower. quiet, we are not very good at what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, But being okay with the, being the okay. not having the control, that's the hardest part is just being okay with the uncertainty because it passes what we were saying earlier. It's like, you know, the emotions, you are the sky, the emotions are the clouds swinging, like swinging by, but 
Hopefully the clouds don't stay long enough to drown you in whatever emotion it is. You know, it can pass by. Consider it a blanket. Mm. I mean, I know it's tough, but my favorite mantra is this is not my new life. It's Mm. just a cloudy day. Now, Mm -hmm. this is how it is. And you'll have friends. Now this is how it is. You have friends that will come by with an umbrella too. You know what I mean? Like you're not alone in that rainstorm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All roads lead to Rihanna in my life. I feel like us three, we could just talk forever. And, I, know, I know, and every time we get together, I'm like, why are we podcasting we pod- this? <laughs> yeah, always. Like, yeah. We're podcasting this. And it's like interweaving silliness with the most like profound spiritual that's insights. that's our life. <laughs> yeah. This is our life, friends. This is what we want to tell you. Exactly. It doesn't have to be hard work. You don't have to earn a living. You get to claim the life that you choose. Mm-hmm. And this whole trip... Right? About following the rules and doing all the things that are expected of you. How's that working? Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, so Jordan, you made a strategic decision. Jake, you made a strategic decision. Mm-hmm. What, what say you at this point in your journey right now when it comes to like, I'm a grown up? You know, what's my deal? I'm a grown up. Okay. So I am. My, some of my grown up things in life, quote unquote, are like totally uh, coming together super well. Like, you know, finances, place to stay. Adulting. Adulting <laughs> is working out great, but I have like just as much fun as I did when I was younger. So, you know what I mean? It's just You're like winning. a best, best of both worlds thing. Like, I used to, I really think of everything as you're either acting out of fear or you're acting out of love. That is the thing. That is the thing. And it's, it's that simple. I mean, obviously you can zoom in on that spectrum and it's more diverse than that. But, but it, it, you can distill most of it You can it distill to it that. down to that. And so when I would make my previous life decisions, a lot of times it was fear-based of like, well, I need money right, right. Uh, and I need, you know, m- people that I... I care about their opinion too much. I need them to think that what I'm doing is worthwhile. Uh, And now I'm just doing what I love every day. And I, it's an energetic shift that I can feel the people around me can feel. And like, you know, lately I've just been coming into situations and like finding my tribe left and right, like a whole group of people embracing me with open arms that I only met days or weeks ago or whatever. And it's just so great because it's like, your vibe attracts your tribe. Whatever energy you're putting out, you're going to get that back. It's an echo. You know? Yep. Exactly. Yep. You're and placing an order. I believe 100% in magic. I, I grew yes! up I grew up completely <laughs> materialist, and I don't mean that I you valued muggle, possession. You were a muggle from a muggle home, <laughs> yeah, doing you know, the muggle things. B- the belief that life is just particles bouncing together, like science, some fields of science might say. And then what I found on my journey is that like, I have experiential proof that feels irrefutable to me that magic is real, manifestation is real. There's a lot more in this universe going on than just particles. (laughs) So if you want to find out for yourself, jump in. And and what are the magic words to that? Remember, there's two of them. Remember? Well, is one of them like, yes, or I can, or... Thank, Thank you. you. Okay, yeah. totally. Thank you. My my religion is simple. My religion is gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I have found that by saying thank you to everything, good, bad, and different, yucky, horrible, yucky, it opens up everything. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Testify. <laughs> Magic is Amen. real. And that's what's so fun about teacher training is you learn to shift your thinking from what society puts on you and your trip to like, what well, wait. Jordan, what say you, you magical woman? I mean, you're living proof. You got us. Well, and it's funny that you said like energy shift. And so I'll I'll give you a little story. I have been teaching for a little longer than a year now. 
And I was working as a makeup artist before this. It was my dream She's job. really good <laughs> at it. It was, just, mm-hmm. it was my dream job. I was able to empower women and men to be able to feel comfortable and to just, you know, it's called a makeup wardrobe. That's what I was learning is just we're telling the women that, you know, you can be whole the way you are and you can add a little spice, whatever you want. So I enjoyed that. That was one of my favorite jobs, my dream job to be able to do that. And then there was this aspect of fear for my manager at the time was definitely not holding the space for everyone and everything. It was definitely like lower chakra functioning. Mm -hmm. And so I was living in fear. Insecurity, fear. Through through the vibration of other people. And Mm -hmm. so once I finally had a very profound like spiritual awakening of like, this person doesn't need a lipstick. This person needs way more than that. Mm -hmm. And for me to shift out of living in fear, living in, oh my gosh, I what if I'm not enough? Like, oh, I wonder how they feel today. Like just not living for other people and living for myself and holding space for what I need. That was the trend. That was when magic became real to me mm-hmm. because I was like, wow, this person needs so much more. I need so much more. And how can I show up? How can I be present with what I have right here and right now. Because when anxiety happens, when fear happens, we move somewhere else. We move mentally into the future. We move mentally into the past. Mm -hmm. But to show up inside of the feelings that we have in the present moment can only create healing, Mm -hmm. honestly. And whether you're living in fear from the situation that you're in and you feel fear because you're in a hostile environment or whatever it is, know that you have the power to stand up and say, this is not my truth. This is, I love this. This could be a part of who I am, but right now this is not exactly what it is. Mm. And that's okay to be okay with that. Like for me, everything is just living with uncertainty, not grasping, but holding a situation in my mind or holding it with the respect of like, this is probably not going to go the way I want, but I'm going to show up. I'm going to be vulnerable and I'm going to accept the truth that may, the outcome of what it may be. And that being in the moment of that's enough, that is healing. That's the magic for me is just, this is it. You held the the space for yourself. If you hadn't, if you had taken another strategy of blocking the emotion mm-hmm. with, you know, some coping mechanism, then you wouldn't have found your truth of finding a new path. And yeah. you would have maybe stayed through a really tough, living in toxic environment. Yeah, mm-hmm. or exactly. Of just, or just not having, like, if you feel like you don't have the respect or like what you need to achieve your life, you need to maybe think about like, I just need to realize that I only need to respect myself. You don't really need to worry about if this person like maybe you enjoy and value their opinion and their perspective on your life, but it is end of the day, it is your life. So do you, how do you want to show up? How do you want to live inside of your magic, inside of your Dharma? Totally. And your people who really are there for you and love you will accept. Very true. If it's your truth, then they'll mm-hmm. accept you, mm-hmm. you know? Definitely. And if they don't, <laughs> then so sad for them. They're missing out. Mm-hmm. And that you know, chakra, I'm telling of. you this path, 
is about who's walking on the path with you and who's not. And it's not a bad thing if you're not on the same vibration. If you were going to stick it out with someone who's not on the path with you on the vibration that you're on, then you're just like wasting your time. (laughs) You know, you're just like those grains of sand going through the hourglass you're wasting them. And that's like slapping God in the face. Mm-hmm. So I know I have a lot of shame sometimes about folks that I used to be on the path with that we separated because I had a different idea. I was on a different vibration. I had different goals, different needs, different. I had a different vision. And I'll sometimes remember them and be like, oh, man, maybe I should be nice and play nice and call them like, no, no, you have only got so much bandwidth and your prana is precious. So you have to invest it where it's going to be in alignment with your dharma, that which you are here to do. And I know it doesn't feel good. I mean, sometimes <laughs> they're family members. And in my story, it's half family members and half ex-business associates. But mm-hmm. I want everyone who's listening to this or who could hear it, including my friend who's doing my landscaping, which I'm so grateful for. And so, <laughs> you know, that's a gratitude sound. It's like... You said your vibe attracts your tribe. And so whoever you're with in the moment, you're with them. And that's why I'm always saying to you guys, thank you, Jake, for walking on the path with me. And thank you, Jordan, for walking on the path with me. Thank you for the There's going to be a outcomes. moment where we go on different paths and that's going to be okay. But for right now, while we have a hold of what we're doing, we're doing it with love and we're doing mm-hmm. it with honesty, with integrity. And, and I've, I've never been so satisfied with the way I'm showing up in the world And so I just wanted to say thank you for you guys showing up the way you are in the world because it's, it's, you're an answer to a prayer. Friends, life doesn't happen to you. It responds to you. Very true. What do you say to that? So my landscaper can hear. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. And exactly just like showing up, like if you can be passive and you can allow life to just, oh, this, I want this, but I will think about it. Or you say, I want this and I'm going to put drive into this. And a lot of the time, like I tell the TTs, believe me, you have put so much work into this. After you graduate, things will just fly your way. You won't even understand all of this. Like they're so worried, like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get my first audition? I said, you know, you're going to have a second audition before you even had your first. Like it will be lined up. These things, if you're open and accepting they will really, it's unbelievable what can happen. Yeah, going back to like the just be present kind of thing, put your body where your body needs to be, be present and trust yourself and it'll work out. Like that's my biggest advice is like overthinking. You start to move out of your outside awareness. You start to move out of your body and you just go right up to your mind, your brain. Your like, core self, right? Yeah, that doesn't help anybody. Like just be, be present with the situation at hand. And you're going to adapt. You know what I mean? Exactly. What's a moment this last week or month where you had to remember to remember, Jake? Yeah, good question. Well, driving is always a good one because I, you know, am a really compassionate person, but I've noticed that when you separate people into vehicles and you can't see them, there's this feeling of anonymity. Everybody becomes your enemy in your (laughs) uh, mental construct and you can quickly move to honking at somebody and so if I'm ever in a rush, which I try not to be, you know, that's always a good contrast in a moment to practice of like, let me come back to my breath because I was going to honk at this person for going too slow. But then I just saw that they're like an, 
85-year-old old woman and like how much of a jerk <laughs> would I have felt we, like? We literally sense speed differently than younger people. You guys have to understand. There's a certain <laughs> point where you think you're going fast and you're just not. Your brain and this, like, it's a thing. And then to tie in another yoga thing is like, uh, I've had a couple classes recently where maybe somebody is kind of being a little bit distracting to the group and just like no, learning that like, you know, I'm practicing what I preach, which is letting go of what I can't control and mm. only adding the vibrations I want to add, which is Good positive for energy. You. You, know? you are way ahead of the game. I wish I did that in my first year of teaching. I've only recently started to do this and putting my hand <laughs> over half of my face so I can't see that. I used to go there and get like really concerned, like, oh my God, they're doing something different. Like, oh, so my class isn't good enough. Like, oh, oh, oh. And then I would check in with them later and they'd be like, oh, I had a burrito for lunch or, oh, I'm really injured today. I forgot to tell you or, oh, I'm pregnant or, mm -hmm. or, you know what? I just had a lot of coffee and you were going too slow. Like teach to the people who are taking your class. What's your mantra when that happens now? My mantra when that happens now is like, when I find myself in times of trouble, <laughs> let it be. Just, yeah, letting things be. That's that, so helpful. That I can't change. And yeah, because, you know, at the end of the day, why take it serious, so seriously? Right. And no one's going to be mad at you no. as the teacher. And, you know, also, yeah, like there's been times where maybe that, that person was a little distracting, but I get to know them better. And yep. I find out this yep. is their first social experience they've had there in like five years mm -hmm. because they're dealing with crushing social anxiety and it took them so much to get out of the house. And yes, they left the hot room halfway through, but to them, that was a victory that they were even there for 30 minutes. And so the fact that I didn't lash out or something no. is like, I'm just so grateful. You know what I mean? That I didn't like you never know what someone else is going through. You never know. You never Thank know. you. You never know what's yeah. going on on their mat. And I wish that I knew that as an early career teacher. I, if I could go back in time, whenever the other students would come to me and complain about that, I wish I had my ground and my background that I have now where I could be like, well, we don't know what was going on with them. Mm -hmm. Or like, what are you worried about them for? Well, your own work to do? And well, Yeah, exactly. One thing that, for me, I have two interesting stories. I have a class where I allow students to find what they need inside of practice, and with the open up teacher training style is all levels all the time. So you say the pose, and then you can give them, you can modify, you can intensify, but allowing yourself to hold the space and let the student find the pose they need. I have a lot of students that come to me and they're like, thank you for not telling me to to move into that pose thank you for letting me do what I needed today and it's like you know what I didn't even notice that you were doing something else but I'm so glad that you found what you needed it's so sad that you need permission you paid yeah, for this class you're here to show up for you why are you worried about so many other things uh. well and then an, another story that I have as and this can be advice to early career teachers any kind of career teacher in yoga I had a student they came in 10 minutes late and then they stayed for five minutes and they left. And in that moment, you can tell yourself, it's me, it's me. Like the sure, story yeah, yeah, you make like, up. I know, I would walk out too. Right? <laughs> Stupid, I can't believe I get paid <laughs> to do this. And, and you, can, you can hold that space for yourself or you can just be like, huh, that person must be having a hard day. And then this isn't what they needed today and allow them to just Good let it go. Good. I mean, who knows what happened to them? Mm -hmm. And if you're not the teacher for them, that's fine. Because yeah, you know what? Now there's a space for someone who is going to pick up what you're putting yeah. down. If I could tell myself something 15 years ago, it would be, 
Don't change your message. Change your audience. You're mm. fine. Oh, yes. Do you boo? Does that resonate, Jake? Hundred percent. You know, like what I'm learning just through life and stuff is just trust yourself. Act from an authentic place. You know, if you act authentically, you're not going to mean to hurt anyone else. And if you do, then you just have some work to do. You know, in therapy, and and that's part of everybody's journey to some extent. To give yourself compassion, you have work to do. Yeah, and but for you to notice that and give yourself grace is some progress. And what I think of yoga, like teaching yoga as is, we all know the quote, be the change you want to see in the world. I I say, create the class that will create the change that you want to see in the That's world. That's good. Like give the world, what do you think the world needs? Yeah. Like, like teach the class you think every, yeah. T- teach like the class that. that the world needs. And I, when I think about what the world needs, it's like, it doesn't need more drill sergeant-y stuff in my opinion. It's more about like, I like to be that teacher where it's like, if someone was brave enough to get off the couch for the first time in a decade and step into my class, I'm not going to traumatize them and send them back to the couch. They're going to be like, I am inspired after that. Right. You know, right. You know, there's a real dichotomy right now that you're describing in the industry. Some folks are confusing being authoritative and scary with effective, like something Mm -hmm. about being mean and people are like, Oh, I paid to have my ass handed to me. There's a way to give people their money's worth in a way that's not unpleasant or mm-hmm. scary or shamey. What are your thoughts, Jordan? Is that something that's entering your consciousness? Because you're in the marketplace. You know, you got these studios. They want to get top billing. You know, you're in competition with other teachers. How are you bringing it in the way that stays in alignment with your truth? Yeah. Um, so for me, the one of the very first things that I thought about was how can I be a standout teacher right away? And so one thing that I had started taking classes and I had a teacher who brought little like electronic candles and she totally set the aura of the room that just changed everything. So I said, okay, year one, I'm going to start with that. I'm just going to start making, I'm going to embellish the environment. I'm going to add some candles. And then over time I had a lot of students, like they walk in the room and they're like, your candles, I forget where I am. I just, and I'm like, okay, good. I'm, that is the one. And then year two now moving into how can I hold space for more people? And I actually started pulling cards for class. And when I am there, so I, I'm opening up a mandala, I'm opening up a creative or a, you know, a sacred space for these students to come here and get what they need. And so I ask the universe, I say, how can I show up for my friends today? How, what can my, what am, what am I needing? What do they need? And you know, whether I have a card that resonates or I have a card that doesn't make sense by the end of class, it, it makes mm. sense. It always makes sense. And so just to be open to the universe and just like, just to be open. Honestly, that's what it's so about is just open hold up. the space. That's why we call this program. Up. Up. Call it open up. And so I love it because we teach this program and we live this path in the way that we think the world can be. Mm-hmm. And we just live that way. It's planet yoga. And, <laughs> and I, encourage everybody to understand how you can really make that a choice. Kind of like with you leaving the house without your phone, Mm kind of like with you deciding from the get go that you're going to flex your spiritual mental muscle with, Mm -hmm. you know, pulling an Oracle card and then seeing how it resonated with you throughout the journey. You know, this is the thing. Life doesn't happen to you. It responds to you. And you make a series of decisions and choices on purpose in alignment with your Dharma Everything falls into place. Mm-hmm. I, I love that we can 
model as to your word, Mm -hmm. this way of looking at things. I kind of feel like that's the gig. I know we get hung up on the postures. We get hung up on the abilities. We get hung up on the knowledge and the skills. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's about really helping. So to just, just to summarize, just to kind of like encapsulate everything you wanted to say in this moment, um, Jake, let's, let's start with you. What would you say kind of ties it all up in a bow for the work that we've been so grateful to be able to do today? I would say yogis aren't people that can do every posture in yoga. They're people that take the time to be present in their life. And that's all it takes. So number one, that's who we teach to and that's who we are. People that take the time in our lives to be present and see where we're at and feel and heal. Number two, if you're wanting to become a yoga teacher, there's a reason you're feeling the calling. It doesn't just come to everybody, okay? So you lean into the fear. Your wildest dreams are on the other side of your comfort zone. So take the leap, show up and be present and trust yourself and don't think that overanalyzing in your mind is is somehow gonna help. Just, just, just be there with everybody and you're gonna come out the other side, a totally changed person, and you're going to be a show-ready yoga teacher, ready to change the world one class at a time. You know, I love that you said that because, not to be rude, but I did quickly peek at my email while you were talking. And look, here's an inquiry from someone. I won't say the name. But look, at this is the theme. People reach out and they're like, I've been thinking about doing the teacher training that's coming up this weekend. I've been thinking about this for months. My nerves get to me mm. and I feel like I wouldn't be good at it, but I love yoga so much and it's helped me so much. Okay. So that so Jordan, resonates with right? me. <laughs> that resonates with she's like, me. She's like, I've listened to your podcast and I think it would be a cool experience if I could just get past my nerves. Wow. So if you know, like you have this, this feeling and you're like, oh my gosh, I know, I know. You just taking that leap and jumping in. And what one thing that really like helps me is I know why I found yoga. I found yoga to heal. I had a trauma in my life and I and I just wanted to slow down and I wanted to reconnect with who I am. And so in that moment, friend, why did you come to yoga? What about yoga do you want to present back into the world? What can you take in? stir up into your yummy little cooking mixture of whatever you want to present back out to the world. And the nerves is because it's so valuable. It is so important that you need to know that that's the signal. That's the signal to say, hi friend, jump in. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's, let's not like you could hold on to the nerves and then hold on to regret or you could jump into fear and feel the freedom and the love and the compassion that you have for yourself. You are the only person that can truly tell you that this is right. Someone can tell you it's right, but until you jump in and you say like, wow, I finally let go. I'm here in the moment. I'm here with my team, my tribe. I'm here with my teacher trainer. I'm here with myself. That's what it's about. That is what open up teacher training is about. You know, I think so. I mean, I really, I really do. I mean, I've been at this for 
what now like you know 10 years i know you had your celebration of you like recently right on sunday of 10 10 years yeah so so what i'm saying is that now we have session 56 starting this weekend and the only thing that really changes throughout each group are the names we all are in the same place and everyone's a unique individual everyone has a story everyone Mm -hmm. has specific needs Everyone is a different person, but the thing that I'm sure you guys probably have noticed from being teachers is we really are all in this together, and and the pattern recognition kicks in, and you're able to meet them where they are and accommodate them, and I know that's not like real life. I mean, I go through the world, man, and I'm just like, you know, I go to these stores, I go to these coffee shops, I go to these restaurants, and Everyone is just so damn checked out. Nobody gives Passive. a shit. Let's just Passive. be clear. Yeah. I get it. Life is hard and everyone's just driving these cars, going to these businesses, doing these jobs, paying this money. I get that you wouldn't believe that we honestly care, that we honestly are here to do what we say and say what we do. And I know a lot a, a lot of fear is going into these decisions and I know a lot of thinking is like this can't possibly be for me. This can't possibly be good enough if they do want me because the Groucho Marx thing is real. I don't want to join a club of you know, anybody who would have me as a member. Like, wow. I'm sorry. I'm not here to like wield some kind of like mystique over you. I'm not here to like appear so exciting and interesting that you couldn't possibly aspire. That's <laughs> not what we're doing. Right. You know, and the FOMO I know sells. And if it's sexy on Instagram, it sells. I know, oh, yeah. but we're not spiritual elitists. We're not. And we're, we're and, not about that. Right. And I'm not a physical elitist anymore <laughs> because I did that for a while and I was super sexy but really unhappy. Mm-hmm. I am now curvy and I'm older. And I'm grateful. And if you just really want to do something, do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave you with skills, knowledge, and abilities so that you are show ready day one after graduation. And if if you think that it's not good enough because we're going to take you without meeting you, (laughs) if you think it's not good enough because our price is like $1,000 less than it should be, if you think it's not good enough because I'm saying yes to you without meeting you, then maybe you are not right for us or you are not ready. But if you really care about doing a good job. I don't know why you would goof around with any other program. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. We're just really good at what we're doing because we've been doing it for so long. Amen. Well, and I always like where I am now in the journey, uh, my current journey is like I look back and I and I say everything happened for a reason. I It was January, the beginning of a brand new year, and I went to a yoga studio and one of the teachers said, hey, we have teacher training. And then I was like, wow. I could be a teacher. I'm so happy that I had enough courage to walk into a yoga studio. And then I did my, you know, after after that resonated with me, I was like, wow, that is the calling. I know that. I did my research and I went on Yoga Alliance and I researched programs. And when I found Open Up and I found that there was a session that was happening within a month or so, I said, this is it. This is what I mean. Like, I'm supposed to be right here, right now. And I was supposed to meet Danielle. I was supposed to be alone in teacher training. Like, yeah, all my friends are like, yeah. why are you doing just one person? Why don't you just tell her to join a session so you know you, your time is more efficiently spent? Like, no, I, 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 I'm here to do the work. I don't care if there's one person or 26 people. Yeah, it was meant, and then it might be it was meant yes. to be. When, right? you, when you find your calling, <laughs> you have this feeling of, I'm, 
I'm going to show up even if I'm not getting paid because like I want to be there for my place. people, you know? Exactly. Like, and that's, that's a huge blessing. And I totally agree. The day that you said yes, the day that I said yes was a day like any other day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Every single day is a chance to say yes to a new way of being, yes. to say yes to whatever it is that you've been feeling. Oh, I'm not good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough to meditate every day. I'm not good enough to go on walks, whatever it is. It just takes one day to make that change. Mm-hmm. And every time you do stuff, you're gaining momentum in that direction. Yes. Yeah. Like neuroplasticity, I can literally feel over months, like my brain developing new positive neural networks of like, I'm going to look at the bright side of stuff because yeah. I'm living in this reality. And it's a now. practice. Yes, yeah. it is a practice. And it, it gains momentum is it what I'm trying momentum, to tell people. But it's a practice and yes. you had to earn it. Yeah, it starts off slow. If you've been, especially if you've been going in the opposite direction for a while, like I was, but then- you reach a point where you're just, it It becomes, uh, your your own evidence is irrefutable to yourself. And that's that's my faith, you know, faith in the good. Yeah, I love it. And you bring up such a good point about how the momentum is something that at first it takes a while to get it going. Yeah. It's like turning a, 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 a big ship, mm-hmm. right? It's like turning it. But that's teacher training, isn't it? It goes yeah. gradually and then suddenly. When mm-hmm. everybody got to week six and seven and eight last time, they were like, Oh no, I want it to go slower now. Where at first it was like, oh my God, what have I got myself into? (laughs) Or even like, there's like a turning point when you have built the momentum where you're like, I can show up with shame or I can show up with compassion. It's like, I can keep shaming myself or I can say, this isn't serving me anymore. Why am I not living in my love for myself? And maybe what that, maybe that's what this life is for, is for us to learn what doesn't work for us and make those adjustments and find what does work for us. You know what I mean? It's about taking action. So friends, if, if this has touched, um, some part of your soul where Mm -hmm. you're like, you know what, these people, they genuinely care about me. They haven't met me. They don't know what I can do. They don't know what I look like. They don't know what I sound like. They don't know what I know, but somehow they're making room for me and they are serious. We can say that's true. Yeah. That is so true. There's no application process. You don't have to prove yourself. It's just like jump in. Everyone's mm-hmm. invited, but the right people will show up. They always do. Yeah, they always do. It's my favorite part about this journey because all I do is meditate my gratitude on everyone I've met before, like you guys, mm-hmm. and the 500 plus people that I met before you. I just, every day I wake up and I think, I'm so grateful that I got to play a part. I don't presume to know it all or be able to do it all, but I know a lot about the part I know, which is people can teach when they learn the effective skills. Yeah. And you leave this program with stuff to offer, and then the learning really happens, doesn't it? Yes. That's the thing. I I, I talked to this woman yesterday. She's like, do you offer a payment plan? I'm like, no. She goes, well, then I'm going to go do that program down the street because they do. I'm like, okay, well, I'm serious about this. And I told her, I said, keep this text. When you graduate... If you don't feel confident about teaching a class, come back to me and I will coach you for free. Mm-hmm. You are free to do any program that you want, but I'll be really curious to see what you ended up being able to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to be a jerk. I'm just saying that because it means something to me that we give them what they paid for. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of money. This is a lot of time. And we're not here to goof around. So this idea about shame when you roll in, you're like, I didn't study. I didn't practice. What happens next? Like, do I like... Like, be, you know, disappointed in you all weekend. Like, you you had friends who were like, oh, I was behind the eight ball this week. What went down? Yeah, if you have a week in in yoga teacher training where you didn't maybe do like a reading, which, by the way, you didn't give us a ton of homework or anything. You know, it's not like you're overloaded. Most of the work is while you're there and present. But 
you know, whatever it is, like we'll meet you wherever you're at and your friends are there to support too. You know, it's, that's it. Yeah, we don't we'll have a low where vibration. You are. No, we're not a low vibration program. Yeah. We're not throwing a bunch of homework, reading, study, tests, and quizzes. If I, by the end of this journey, haven't got a working conversational knowledge with you and the content, I haven't done my job. It's no indictment of you. Mm -hmm. If you literally cannot explain in plain English what these ideas are, then we wasted your time. And so that that's what's fun to remember. Does that resonate, Jordan? Because, dude, every time I turned around, she would roll in the next day and I'd be like, you absorbed everything that went down yesterday. Did you sleep last night? What was your secret? For me, it was like, I feel like we just learned. So I did the program that was like midweek. So every day I would come home and I would write down what like resonated and I'd write down what frustrated me. And I would look at the frustration and be like, okay, why, why is it difficult? What is it? And then the next day we'd come back and I would, you know, look on like, okay, I now have more understanding why that frustrated me because it's hard. This is hard. And you just look at it, you for me, it was like every day I would observe it and then I'd come back at the end of the night and I'd just look back and say, this worked for me. This didn't feel like it worked, but I know it will work later or whatever it was just to let it sink in and then come back and say, all right, let me show up. Let me show you what I know, what I what and felt we good. we went from there mm -hmm. yeah. with all the nine people in your group. So that's mm -hmm. what I'm proud of is I can meet you where you're at, no matter who you are, no matter how many people in the room. Like that's what the gift of doing this 56 times in a row gives me. This is what the gift is, pattern recognition. I don't have shame. Be as you are. And Jordan and I both work, work for one of my favorite hot yoga studios in the whole wide world, which is Get Zen Hot yeah, Yoga. Yeah, yeah, wearing the sweats. Oh, I was. <laughs> you were. I was <laughs> we have, all have a lot of Get Zen <laughs> swag. Yeah, but uh, one thing you should know is, you know, Get Zen has hired a ton of new teachers in the past few months. They're and so they're all, supportive of our graduates. They're all they open are. up yoga teacher training graduates they because are. Get Zen knows like those graduates are ready to teach a class and nobody knows that they're new. Nobody can tell their brand new teacher. And I was talking to, to the manager who hires all our people, and I was like, "Thank you so much for for hiring our graduates." She's like, Pfft. "She goes, dude, this just helps me out. The students don't know that they're new. Mm -hmm. Like that is the highest compliment ever. It really and is. And then even like you know, a few sessions ago, we had a couple of bumps when people graduated, and they were having some problems. And the owner, she was straight with me. She's like. I don't know, maybe you did something different with this session. I was like, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to call them up. They're going to come in tomorrow. We're going to run them through the paces. And we did. Totally. We ironed out what was going on. They came together like a team and they didn't miss a beat. It's like, it's all about a community. 100%. Mm -hmm. All the open up graduates, I see them all over the place at different events. And it's definitely a really cool community. I remember you know, a couple of years ago when I was in some of my darker times, really just wa wanting so badly to have my tribe. And now I look around and I have these glowing light workers all around me. I'm just super blessed with who I get to hang out with. Or even like people you met for the first time that came into your yoga class and mm -hmm. you came out and they're like, wow, thank you for making my day. And I'm like, thank you for being on my team. You didn't even have to be and you're here now. Thank you. It's yep. a very mutual thing. When people choose to come to our classes, they're helping our life purpose too, you know? Like I hope students realize too, when you, if you're a regular student of someone's class, you are like, you are meaningful to that person's you life. Are. All, our, all of our students, but especially our regulars, like special place in our heart for yep. those people. Yep, well, not to make it about me, but like, and then can you imagine the joy when then those people come and become teachers? Oh, totally. 
It's very sweet. You guys, life can really be this wonderful. We are not on drugs. <laughs> we're totally tober. We're, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we're just, we just had some kombucha. That's we it. had, we sh- all three split one kombucha and we're drinking it's coffee. Just, we're so. high in Brussels sprouts and yoga <laughs> and friendship. And, and what we like to say is genuine human connection, yes. right? That's, we're high in GHC. GHC. Right? <laughs> like that. that sounds like a drug. It does. <laughs> so you guys, all right. So Planet Yoga has room for you. Yes. Please just make it simple. Don't yeah. make it so hard. Mm-hmm. Open up yogatt.com. Yeah, you throw that into a search engine and you're going to get a lot of different things because I'm not paying for SEO. I don't I don't want to really put a lot into marketing. I put a lot into magic. Mm-hmm. But if you dig hard enough and you go on Yoga Alliance and you look up Danielle Day, mm-hmm. you can find us. Open up yogateachertraining.com. Jake Grossman Jordan Seifert. Yeah, even if you look up uh, yogajordan.com, I have a little open up yoga teacher training tab on my website. And plant-based Jake? People plant-based Jake. Plant-based underscore Jake on Instagram. You can find me there. On Facebook, I'm Jake Grossman Yoga. Um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah don't so be afraid don't to reach it, out. Yeah, don't make it tough, guys. Just go to our website. We have all the links at the end of this podcast. And there's a forum about learn more. You know, you're not obligating yourself to anything other than being met with a hurricane of love. I know. And when I even did, I did the learn more. I remember typing in and sending you kicked over. like just getting the initial email of just like, hey, this is what our program is about. That calmed the nerves more than anything. Just getting more feedback or more from you. Because I think what it is, is we're so scared of the unknown. That's true. So once you get a little less, you spread some light onto the shadow of doubt. You're like, oh, why am I doubting this? (laughs) Or you're just really brave like Jake because when he called me like a cold call, I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'll never forget that day. And it was a day just like any other. And I wonder what would have happened sometimes if I didn't make that call. But I'm so grateful. And me too. I was sitting right there on that couch, (laughs) kind of feeling stuck. Like, oh, I suck at marketing. I I love what I do, but I got to do it bigger and better. And I don't know how. And then the phone rang and it wasn't in my network or like in my phone, but I just like picked up the call and I, and the nicest man had the sweetest story about wanting to make a difference. I was like, oh, man, am I glad that you called? I'll see you Saturday and this is what we're doing. And so I you, needed a job where <laughs> it was my job to tell people, love yourself. Yeah. You know what uh, I, mean? I like that. I needed a culturally sanctioned place to say that. A culturally <laughs> sanctioned I place love that. to earn a living by telling human beings in 2019 mm-hmm. to love themselves. So here's, Seriously. here's a quote that I put in my class. I say, one hour is 5% of your day. And you can spend this 5% loving yourself with this self-care you can spend 5% on what you desire, but why not be here in the present for 5% of your day? Good job. Totally. That's news you can use. And that's yeah. the 5% that makes or breaks it too. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? Right. If you don't spend like an hour with yourself, what do you, what's You're going on? What are away. the 23 You're hours going? Away. Yeah. And I used to be that person. I used to We've run all been and there. run and run. Mm-hmm. All I did was run and run and run and run and run and run and, and run. And run. And run. <laughs> and did it serve you? And now it's about like slow, oh, going slow and then saying thank you, right? Mm-hmm. Right? And listening to things like this dog. Little Nemo. Like the little things that wake you up. Little snore. Yeah. 
Love. All right. So, friends, thank you for listening. Thank you for putting up with leaf blowers and snoring oh, dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just, we're and really three crazy yoga teachers. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> we have great, I, uh, like Danielle did it, Utita Hasta Padagustasana in the middle of this, or Donde Amano Utita Hasta Padagustasana. Literally, <laughs> yoga poses have happened while yeah. you've been listening this to this. This magical oh. time here <laughs> is unreal. Show up and, and be a part of it because this is really amazing, and honestly. It's planet yoga. It's and a good yoga. time. It's a good time. <laughs> so, to sign off Jake what say you love yourself trust yourself lean into the fear what you want is on the other side of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and be just be uh be yourself you know yeah nice Jordan what say you you are enough exactly the way you are right now you are enough and a lot of the times we tell we tell ourselves we are not but give you permission to know that you are whole and everything that you need is already inside. So, be, you know, become still and quiet to listen to the whispers of your soul. I love it. I love it. And if I have anything to contribute, it's just, you know, really stop, take a breath and just think of 10 things that you're so grateful for. Mm. As simple, you know, as a nice hot cup of coffee, as simple as waking up in the morning, you know, with all of your pets and your beloved there, as simple as looking outside and noticing the changing light on the leaves. Your life is valuable and the stories that might flood your head about being good enough, thin enough, rich enough, popular enough, awesome enough, they're just stories. If you go back to your breath, you'll hear what's really true, which is you are this strong, you're this brave, you're this loved, and you're this well. And this is a wonderful day. This is a good time to be alive and it's a great time to be you. And if you want to tap into the neuroplasticity of your brain and to flex the muscle of courage, mm. then please, you know, reach out, fill out the form. We will get in touch with you. No one's here to pressure you. We're just here to open space for you. We have six to eight trainings a year and we hope that we see you soon. Okay, friends, thanks for listening and, and just have a beautiful and wonderful day. Okay. Namaste. 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 Yay. Thanks, guys.